0: What's up Sammy? Quarantine, bro. Sam- COVID-19
1: 2020.
0: Oh my god. Sammy can't make it with me because he's social distancing like a good citizen, like you should all be doing too.
1: <laughs> Apparently we got another we got a new Spanish flu over here, guys. Yeah, it's no, it's no bueno. Not funny.
0: It's pretty crazy and the panic is definitely real and it's it's weird to see Re- Everybody is suddenly
1: working from home.
0: If they, if, they, if they can. A lot of people are really not working, which is crazy too.
1: That's the craziest part. Dude, I don't have my finger on the pulse. And I'm hearing just like, I try not to watch the news too much because it can be overwhelming. But it is like people need a lot of information right now. So it's like the, the, the best pace the best place to go depends a lot of places are just trying to what's going on and it's like you know there's so many like special needs people there's so many people who've lost businesses there's so many there's so much healthcare that's being neglected there's so much that's just like frozen or going or crashing down like a sandcastle <laughs> just because of this situation
0: I it's just we're just the, not prepared.
1: It's scary. It's like a we're living through a moment in history.
0: We really are and like yeah. we're we're just not prepared. They really we none of us saw this coming and there's nothing set in place to 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 save quote-unquote everyone. We're kind of just scrambling around trying to make sense of the whole thing and the government included which is really it's kind of crazy to see, I'll be very honest. It's um it's a unique Experience, if you look at it objectively, but it's terrifying and kind of beautiful and kind of wild, and it's just all of the above. It's kind of, it's a wake up call for sure, you know. And it's, I think all of us are going to reassess the way we live after this experience.
1: Yeah, we don't have a choice. There's so much like, um, there's so much facing of things, you know. Like I don't, I don't want to say it in in a dualistic way, but it's like there's so much patience or impatient. There's so much laziness or hard work, like so much is. It's like it's like we're being squeezed like a like a pore, you know. And there's just like pus coming out, and it's like whatever's inside of you is coming out. And it's not every, Not no one is like strongly one of these things. Like I was talking to Mark, uh, Marky Beats, who was like on our podcast. I was talking to him earlier, and he he works hard, man. He sits down and he makes music, and like he was noticing that he's sitting there. Like way more because he has he doesn't have any gigs he can't go out he's just stuck at home and he's actually like tired like he's burning out a little bit because he works hard and he's feeling like like he needs to take a break he's sitting down a lot and he's like a very athletic guy he can't go to jiu jitsu class and shit like that like
0: you know what it is this is
1: this is one person's simple life being very distorted and it's like it go it scales all the way down to like. Homeless people who are like really already neglected and now no one can help them or it scales all the way up to government and like I don't even know how that looks, but they're just scrounging Scrounging is not the word. They're scrambling To give people money to just keep the system running the way it's running And I mean, I I don't think you or I understand it well enough to really get into it on like a political level I don't I don't know how
0: comfortable I feel. Well, I mean we're experience it firsthand so we can talk from our perspective, you know, it's
1: like and, yeah, talking to people who are experiencing it also. Yeah. I know
0: like talking about Marky, like I, I think there's something going on because everyone I talk to is feeling so tired and me included just fatigue daily. And I think there is just this collective stress that is in the back of our mind, whether we want to bring it to the surface or not, we're all worried and we're all freaking out internally and some people more externally and that puts a weight on you. There's an actual enemy around us right now, a threat, and we're all like on edge, and that is a huge amount of s- mental power and brain power to constantly think about that and try to keep keep your cool p- to say, but that's kind of the reason we're all getting so tired, I think, is just it's scary to be af- it's it's tiring to be afraid, you know?
1: Just physically demanding, yeah. It yeah. Makes sense. I mean, like um there's there's always this kind of like existential uh, knock at the door when it comes to the outside world, you know, and now it's like really now it's breaking the door down. You know, it's not it's not just like there's these little rumbles in your mind. I mean, like I'm I can be a, I can be a kind of self, selfish or thoughtless person sometimes, you know, and and there's so much going on in the world that you just have to push it aside to get shit done in the day. And and then you get good at it. You know, there's there's. There's a, there's like hunger and poverty issues and all these all these things like that. Just just a you know, there's literal there's wars, there's murders, there's crazy things going on, there's corruption at government levels, there's there's takeovers and and just like suffering. A lot of suffering in a lot of different forms, mostly for the sake of like money or some kind of greed power grab or something. And then suddenly this like natural this very strange it's strange to call it a natural disaster but like there's this, there's just this sudden can't ignore thing that everyone suddenly at the same time has to react to and there's two sides to that too i guess you know like you're you're going to feel really all the stuff that you said about this kind of draining uh ex- excited state you know but there's also this like solidarity and there's like like i've watched like operas online i've gone to museums like there's so many things that are like oh you're stuck home like we're gonna throw all this stuff at you now we're trying to help people and um and then there's the capitalization of it the capitalizing on the situation which most governments, I think, are going to do in one way or another. I love the quote from Winston Churchill where he says, like, uh, don't waste a perfectly good uh, tragedy or something like that. Hmm. Maybe that's not what he meant exactly, but it, it, you, can, you can see it. You can see it happening in, in the stock market and stuff like that. And the, even in a small way, like I, I, my dad was watching TV and it was like some American channel. And suddenly there's these there's two different models I saw, two different commercials. It's like a mirror, and it's like a workout uh, companion. So it's like a TV. It shows you kind of like a hologram of like someone showing you the movements and stuff. Mm-hmm. And one of the models was even like a like a gym. So it had like a like a, a kind of bullflex, like a, like a bench and like you could tie you could, you had like a, like a, like grips and like handles with like a, like like, a, like tied to a string and it had like a certain amount of tension. Okay. And and it's like, hey, you're stuck home. But like, stay home and work out. You don't have to go out anymore. And it's like, some people want this.
0: Well, or I don't, like, I don't know like, if it's people want this. I think it's just, it's right now we're all home and afraid, and that's creating this kind of market, you know. And it's, I don't know if it's necessarily a bad thing. I think it's just there's nothing else to do, Sammy. <laughs> you yeah. know.
1: That's how it feels now. I think the bad thing that I'm afraid of is that we're we're already like in a Netflix and chill kind of like we're going in this kind of society where we just, we just stay at home. We work from home. We, we watch things and, and we don't have to go outside. We press a button and the food comes to us. Like it's turning into that already. And now that we're forced to be inside, I'm afraid that we're going to see how easy it is to live like this all the time. Hmm. And I feel like a lot of people, again, it's a duality thing. A lot of people are going to burst out of their house singing in the rain and And other people are never gonna fucking leave their house again because they realize they don't have to.
0: It's funny. It's <laughs> funny you take this angle because i I actually think it's going to be the contrary, the complete opposite. I think what makes people happy is not this. And a lot of people are not in a good state right now and they want human connection and they want to be a part of crowds again. And maybe it won't be to the same extent it was once, but I really feel like people are itching. like there's we want to be around like I went grocery shopping, and that was one of the most surreal experiences. I went like a few days ago. I don't know if you've done it recently.
1: They have like all the X's on the floor and shit, like tell yeah. you to be two feet apart but or just two meters apart.
0: Everything was weird. Everyone, there's like like certain amount of people can go in. There's, like you said, the X's on the floor where you're supposed to stand. And in a weird way, like there was a bad energy in there. Everyone's nervous. Everyone's keeping their distance. But it was kind of felt a little bit homey in a weird way that I was like, fuck, I've been alone for like 20 days and now I'm around people again. This, this kind of feels nice in this weird way. And I, we need that as a society, we need human interaction. It's so part of our, of our evolution. Like we spoke about in in recent podcasts is just when that's taken away, we're like the, we're kind of a little bit of a psychological mess right now. I talked to a lot of people and they're losing their minds, but if you think about it, it should be something easy to be in isolation, but it seems to be very difficult for a lot of people.
1: I mean it's it's historically, I guess it's never been easy. A lot of people like get stressed out and and lose their fucking mind in like long-term isolation. This isn't the same as that, you know. Like it, calling it isolation, social isolation, it's it's still going to be hard on us. It's, it's not fair to compare it to like being locked in a fucking box with no window or something and no interaction at all
0: no but you know but maybe it, there's some I, people that live in like these tiny little bedroom apartments studio apartments and they're really feeling it you know like like I feel for those yeah. people as well you know it's, it's different it's a huge shift in, in our day to day life but what I think is going to come out of this and I look correct me if I'm wrong but I'm hoping I'm really hoping that we're going to gain this level of gratitude and appreciation for the little things in life and I think this is just a wake-up call that, hey, we can't operate on this system we thought was the way life should be. It is fragile and it can be pulled right, under, right off from under our feet. And before you know it, we're in total chaos. I'm hoping people are going to rethink the way they live their lives after this.
1: I think a lot more people than before will. I think it's like an inevitable... Uh, change you know like an inevitable distance from from the the way things were before that people are going to look at governments differently they're going to look at at global finances and economy in in general like differently they're going to look at their job differently like i saw this meme that i've been kind of parroting before i even saw it like what kind of world do we live in where like like we get a hiccup that first of all a bunch of experts did know it was coming and nobody did anything about it because it's like the scientists are in the fucking corner yapping about a problem that doesn't exist. And everyone's saying, fuck you, that costs money. We're not going to deal with it until we have to. And then a, a bunch of people die and then a bunch of people take advantage of that on the stock market. And it's horrible, but there's, there's a, it's a wake up call. Mm -hmm. For a lot of us that a lot of things Can't run the way they do people who think they're successful people who think that they have a good life Their business stops for two weeks, and they have to shut down They're not protected. They're living day to day, and they're calling themselves Successful in a society where like a solar flare or a fucking virus or something can really just disrupt everything And we think of these things. We talk about these things, but it's the same thing we were talking about before, like like poverty and hunger and stuff. Like there's problems in the world that can be solved, and we don't treat them like they can be solved, and we just go back to our lives, our daily lives. And And I hope that that gratitude that comes from getting out, like getting through this moment, doesn't blind us even more. know like we'll have the gratitude of just like oh i can go fucking outside i can see my friends i want to work i want to go to work you know a lot of people lost jobs and they're they're gonna be begging to have the job back that they probably hated going to every day but then is that a good thing you know gratitude is always a good attitude gratitude attitude but (laughs) change is also necessary you know again i'm trying to avoid duality like there's there's a necessity to be okay with what's going on, but part of what's going on is a desire to improve, a desire mm. to change and to level up. And as a society, that is just as expected and just as necessary, and maybe less expected, but just as necessary, if not more necessary, than the individual or the you know, the pockets of people. And I think you were saying it a couple of days ago, but that's a really cool thing that might happen. Also, is like communities in a smaller sense, yeah, but like the the kind of garden around you, yeah, going to feel cool. much more important. That's because it because the, the global mindset doesn't serve us really as humans. Not not most of us. I think eighty percent of us are just th- getting overwhelmed by I information.
0: Think, I think we just got too comfortable as a, as a society. We had it too easy. Everything was at our fingertips and it enforced a a level of being spoiled, expecting everything now. And now this just happened and we're like, wait, this lifestyle isn't actually as sufficient as we thought. And I, I was telling my girlfriend this the other day, and I think this is a huge point to put out. Never again, or maybe, but in human history, never will you be able to have an encouragement to stay home and sit and think like we do right now it's encouraged globally to stay home and self-reflect in a sense because what else you're going to do besides you can bore yourself you can entertain yourself for so long before you really have to just start thinking because if this goes on for three months four months you're just going to have to really evaluate your life there's nothing else you can do and there's never been a point in history where the government even is paying people to stay home and to think things over and I think that's where the power is going to come, is where people are going to literally start to reevaluate things they do. Hey, maybe this promotion that I've been neglecting my children for, for, for 10 years, is not worth it. Maybe I should spend more time with my kids. But maybe this, maybe I shouldn't go for this job I've been fighting for my whole life. Like, I thought it was so important, and now all of a sudden it's, it has no value to me. Like, I think these questions are going to be asked to, each, to themselves. And we're going to see some type of transition. I don't know how it's going to turn out, Sammy, but... It's going to be different. Everything's going to be different after this, that's for sure. Whether it's good or bad is, is, is going to be, time will show that, but different is different, you know?
1: I, I think it'll be a little bit bad at first because there's always like a lag. There's always a group of people who feel the change coming and they want to either accept it or reject it
0: mm-hmm. or
1: guide it or control it because it's like a raw energy like an opportunity to, to change things in the way they want things to be and then there's a whole other like third or fourth group of people who don't even see the change coming and they just they just desperately want things to go back to the way they were
0: mm-hmm. and in
1: a lot of ways things are going to be status quo eventually which is which personally terrifies me because it i there's nothing scarier for me than the loss of information you know it's like the, there's this kind of like like black holes are like this kind of existential crisis for me because even, I mean, scientifically there there isn't a full loss of information, but this is not a science class. It's just the fact that like someone who died was not remembered, you know, or like a beautiful thought you had was not written down. Like these things kill me. These things itch. They itch, man. I hate it so much. And to think that we're going through this drastic change where someone could realize as big as people realizing how the government is fucking us over or not taking care of us, and as small as someone realizing, uh, you know, that they just don't want to be on the path that they're on, if that, if this moment goes to waste, it's, it just hurts. It just bothers me because a lot of people are suffering right now in a lot of very unique ways. And it's, uh, I, I just, just I don't know. It's like my sense of justice or something, but it can't go to waste. There's people who just don't have basic necessities right now. Mm-hmm. And yesterday or a week ago, they were they were doing fine.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, and like, look, me and you now we have to we have to do this thing over the internet. Like, it's, it's uh, little changes, big changes, huge imposed changes. Something has to give. Something has to change. I don't know what it looks like. But I hope it's a bunch of people saying, "What the fuck is going on?" I think just the I can take comfort in the fact that people are going to just ask more questions.
0: Mm-hmm. You
1: know they're just going to be like, "What am I doing with my life what What is really important to me what is what is what kind of power do we have as people? You know, like a lot of what we were talking about in terms of the change and and the force and seeing of change, a lot of it, for me reflect on how the environment is like cleaning itself up you know yeah suddenly people are just like indoors for a couple of days or weeks and like china has no smog
0: well that's and, it like and like, there like, was, there's like swans in the in the canals in italy you saw that Where'd yeah you...
1: exactly I, I keep finding articles saying that there's no dolphins like it was some kind of lie or something but like the water's still clean like i'm sorry if someone exaggerated the story or yeah. they just saw a dolphin it's not dolphins. Like, I don't care about the details. The fact is, people are realizing that we can just step back as a collective and make change. Yeah. Like, you have to kind of stop the ship before you can turn the ship around.
0: Well, that's it. And we were. We
1: o- can do that. Sorry?
0: I, just we were operating on a momentum of greed and a lot of impulse and a lot of um, feeling entitled. And now that we're on a halt. Everything's kind of balancing out again, uh, at least a little bit in terms of nature, and and things are starting to pop up back to their natural harmony. And it's just the question is, uh, when this is all over, did we learn from that, or are we just going to go back on that greed train again and just ride it up to the next disaster? You know? That's it, man. But you know what? Momentum's a powerful thing. I really think sometimes when you have a rom- uh, crazy momentum like that, and there's a, just a big starch, think of like a fight. When you see like one of the best fighters in the world, he's on this huge momentum training, he gets knocked out. He has the opportunity to choose two things. Double down on being this cocky, arrogant whatever, or scratch his head and say, where did I go wrong and how do I correct this? And that's why both can happen. I'm not saying one's going to happen over the other. But if we scratch our head as a society and say, how do we change this? How do we fix this? How do we maybe... Maybe we don't need to be on this giant momentum train of just go, 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 forward, 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 and look around and see who needs help and what's going on. And because, look, this is exposing. Because people are at home and a lot of people are out of work, the economy is crashing. There's Businesses are shutting down because they don't have their employees. So employees are realizing their value. People are realizing their value in society. You know? Mm. So it's it's an interesting one. It's really... I don't know what's going to happen next, Sammy. I really, really don't. And whether it's total anarchy, whether it's the system goes back on, or whether it's just a whole new thing comes out of it, whenever there's chaos, there's an opportunity for a lot of growth.
1: Yeah. You know, in, um, in the tarot, like the, those like cards there that people like divine information from, mm. there's a card called the tower. And uh, a lot of people hate that card because it's it signifies a kind of forced change and in the picture if you google it or maybe you could fucking edit it in the video and like throw it up or something i could probably just find it but like the picture is it's like a tower exploding and like a person mm. who was like in the top window like falling out of the tower <laughs> okay so it's like it's it's not a bad thing but it can cause a lot of pain and it's like um It's kind of like a ripping of of the Mm bandaid, you know, like it's, it's something that needed to happen and you've been hesitating and now it's going to happen really fast. Yeah. And, and hesitating, like, it's not like we're always to blame, but it's a kind of ignorance, you know, like we, someone like me who just like wants to work on their life and their relationships and stuff. I don't think about the bigger picture. I think about it a lot, but I don't think about how to really affect it. Mm -hmm. And then I think, oh, it's the government's problem. It's my parents' problem. It's my, it's, it's, it's like, I'm, like I said earlier, I have this mentality of being the younger sibling, like not just in my life and in my relationships, but in society also. Yeah. And that, that doesn't really fly anymore. You know, it's like uh, groups of people get shit done. And that's what the government is. Yeah. You know, the, there's a saying that the government is a body of people who are themselves ungoverned, you know, and it's like the government is for the people. Yeah, like we're supposed to keep them in check and laws are being created to separate us from the government until they're just like overlords. And with stuff like this that, that's happening, they, they get more of a foothold. They wait for stuff like this to happen and they, and they, they take more because there's just greed in every corner of humanity, unfortunately. But when it's at a government level, when these things are, are, these are systems that are supposed to control our lives in a degree so that they can help us, mm-hmm. greed has no place there. Corruption has no place there. And of course, that's where it is the most. Yeah. You know, where all the fruits are, like the, where all the, where the picnics happen, that's where the ants go. That's the last place you want them because that's your food. That's your yeah. livelihood. That's your quality of life. But that's what they're attracted to. They, that's what they want control over. That's what they want to sustain themselves, and they're relentless and organized, and and it's scary. And that's just one part of it. You know, I don't want to go too conspiratorially uh, into shit.
0: Well, you're you very narrowed in on that that one that one avenue of this whole situation. You know, there's I don't know I feel why like somebody
1: <laughs> thinks about it because like. A lot of people are like, are you saying Corona doesn't exist, bro? And I'm like, dude.
0: I look. I'm not I have, retarded. I have ER. I'm not an idiot. i have ER friend doctors that are telling me that it's chaotic, you know? And they're yeah, on the front. Sure, they're on man. the you front. You can't line. make that up. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There's people. But I, I don't, I don't even hospital. engage. I, have, I know a lot of people.
0: Yeah. I don't engage in mm-hmm? these conversations where, with conspiracists. I like to read it because it's hilarious. You know, there's some really funny ones out there. And like, conspiracy. Cons- that's my. Sorry?
1: This is my problem. This is my problem. I was talking to my my mother the other day and I was telling her about how how this is how this can be used and I can even show her some stuff about how it's being used to to gain more control mm-hmm. over people. And and that's scary, you know? Like uh, and and then she's like, "What are you saying coronavirus doesn't exist?" And I was like, "I didn't, I never said that."
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So people people take someone who's got a conspiracy uh, like centered mind and throws them in this it's called a straw man argument it's a fallacious argument yeah. it's like I'm trying to tell you something and then you pick something that's like kind of in the same vein or one part of my argument that might not make sense or that's easy to knock down yeah. and you pretend that's all I'm saying
0: Yeah, but it's... and that's not
1: fair it's not critical thinking it's not It's not right because no, we do you that can all just the time, look at though. all of history and how Sorry.
0: That people do that all the time. That's it's part. You know, it's not a, it's not correct, but it's just you see that everywhere.
1: Yeah, it's uh, you know the, the the interesting thing about fallacious arguments is that they're almost like biologically wired in our head, like they've they've like revealed themselves through language, and we can try to correct them. But like ad hominem is like my favorite example of this. It's a it's a fallacious argument that says like uh, correlation seems like causation. Hmm. You know, like someone let's say. Let's say your car breaks down and last and the night before you saw a guy leaving your garage or something like that, like your neighbor or something. And then maybe he was just like bringing back your garden shears or something. But somewhere in your head, you're like, he fucked my car up. My mm. car's fucked up today. Yesterday, my, guy, my neighbor was there. Ergo, he fucked my car up. Yeah. You have no proof of that. You don't understand what's going on. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: You know? And a lot of people do that when they have a conspiracy like kind of rabbit hole that they go under as well, ironically. There's, it's just a human thing. Fallacious arguments are so fascinating. I'm so glad I just, learned about them. They just made me a better in person.
0: Us. Yeah, because uh, then you you catch yourself in your own bullshit, you know? One of my favorite classes yeah. ever was critical thinking in CGEP. It was just breaking down all the fallacies, and I'm like, wow. You know, like, you would do all these crazy examples, and off the on the surface, you're like, oh, yeah, it makes sense. But then you break it down. Like, no, it doesn't. It's because... You, You're doing this because of A, and that's not actually true. It's just an assumption or something, you know? Yeah, it's
1: beautiful. I mean, when you you see them broken down, when you have a good teacher, I had a good teacher also. Same thing. I had a critical thinking class. I had a teacher named Mr. Bud. I fucking love this guy. Mr. Bud. Every time I see him, Mr. Bud.
0: I feel like it's like those teachers are just giant stoners and they just extrapolate on fascinating ideas. I don't
1: what... think he's a stoner, but he was a really cool dude. Like he's a, he plays in a band, and it's like a really like a grungy no, grunge is not the word for music, but like he, it's it's got this like hillbillyish like prison rock. You know, there's banjos and there's like a guy who sings like this and like it's that kind of music, and I and I really like it. And he's got like a big cool. beard and stuff. And he's probably like a university professor with tenure now. But like at the time he he just came in with like two cups of coffee and like one was already done and he had another one and he had so much energy and he sucked us in mm. and he was teaching us critical thinking by using optical illusions, wow. by using like uh, philosophers like like Plato and Socrates and things like that. Like mm. he taught us how to think. He didn't just show us nice, like a, a syllabus, you know, like he was passionate about it. and I And I remember a lot about, logical fallacies because it opened up my mind to how wrong I was mm. and not in a guilty way, but just like, like a bifurcation is another common one, you know, like you, we have a tendency to, to be extremist and yeah. to say it's either this or that. Yeah. And it's like, no, there's a third option. There's a fourth option. There's like a whole gray zone. Like you're a not looking at imagination.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, and, and, uh... sorry. Oh, continue, so... I just, I was just saying, uh, another example. What was I trying to say? No, I it just, no, but the, I think what that class, it's not ignorant. It's not, uh, you shouldn't be guilty about it. It's just, it's exposing. Like you said, it's like a biological system that we've been operating on. And now it's, no, we have the tools. We have critical thinking that we can, we can sort that out and actually make sense of everything, mm. you know?
1: Yeah. But I guess it's like an uphill battle forever. Mm-hmm. It, that's, that's what interests well, we're me human, about it right? being this kind of like hardwired. Yeah.
0: It's we're we're prone to it. We're tied by our emotions. No matter how, uh, how much knowledge we can attain, we're we're guilty to our, our emotions or victim to our emotions. And they're not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, that's why we have art and that's why we have music and all that stuff. We're not operating on like a robotic, uh, punch in, punch out programming type of operating system, you know?
1: Yeah, for sure. Not, I mean, uh, I read something today and it was this guy who was kind of like a spiritual teacher But he wrote something along the lines of like you need both. You really like the way he put it was elegant, and I'm I'm trying to find it right now. But he said like there's this there's this importance of having knowledge and being like proud and confident in how you how you can think and how you can manipulate the world and all these things. But that can be like Sadhguru says like that can be a knife and then you're just cutting everything some things don't need to be cut some things can't be cut yeah can't be understood in in that analogy can't be dissected by your mind and then so it, it, there's there's like a, a balancing that happens and you need a lack of of pride when it comes to the self when it comes to the the individual ability to discern hmm. because we are smarter as a as a as a group for the most part in most endeavors yeah. And there's a lot of information we can gather from ourselves as a group as well. And that's just one reason out of a hundred why you shouldn't have like, too much reliance on, on your, your abilities. You, know, like you need to have a kind of confidence, but it's earned. It's not just like, I am confident, therefore I'm good at stuff. Yeah. Fake it till you make it is a thing, and it helps in a lot of contexts. But you do need to, to have a wit you need to have a sharpness, and it needs to be an informed thing, and that's why something like these fallacious arguments are so powerful. It's like juggling; you mm. suck at it at first, and then it becomes like water—like you, you just, you, you're not thinking about it; you just drink, like you just do it. Yeah. But the other side, to avoid the ego, to avoid all the pitfalls, and to avoid being overwhelmed, because you don't want to be some kind of master who tries to fix the world and just gets defeated all the time. Is is mm. a very spiritual, very deep understanding of acceptance and the self, mm. and just being able to go with the flow. Yeah. Part of that flow, like I said earlier, is the desire to change things. You're not just sitting there passively, like some like new age hippie guy, just like saging everything and and uh, and chanting Om or something. Like if these things help you, they help me too in some ways. So I'm not I'm not trying to make fun of them, like like. Uh, <laughs> like like i sound like i
0: am no you need, you need to be a rational hippie
1: we all need to be rational hippies exactly that's we it. all need to peace and love is the fucking answer but you can't
0: it's not going to just show
1: up just you can't just say it Yes. exactly you can't just say peace and love
0: that's it man and that's like that's what i realize is like the real hippies not the ones that are just um, completely i wouldn't say like disconnected but they're there definitely, there's no feet on the ground left for some people. You need a balance between the two. You can't go too far into the abyss because then you won't relate with others and you won't even be able to affect others. You're just going to be in like this echo chamber. You need to be rational at the same time and understand that there's a process behind everything, you know?
1: Yeah, I I, I think everyone goes through this journey and in one direction or another, we're trying to find a middle ground, hmm. but there's this... Um, there's this like, like, let's say I, I'm more of like an intuitive person. I'm more of an emotional person, and I kind of rejected that side of myself early on in life and became a very rational, very logical person. But there was all this emotional side of me that was really controlling my life that I never addressed.
0: I think at the and same journey as you. I am where I am you. today. I had the same Sorry. journey as you, man. Same journey. I'm
1: really, and I, I, I feel it. I feel it. Yeah. I, I think it's a, it's a big reason why we can communicate and be friends is because we're, 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 we're not exactly cut from the same cloth in many ways, but we, we see each other clearly, yeah. you know? I look at you and I go, oh, this guy has a depth. He has his feet on the ground as well. He has a depth. He has a soul. He sees that. He, he projects that onto other people. He has a respect for things. He has a humility, but a confidence. And it's it's only something that's kind of born from, from uh, bouncing in between those two sides, you know, and yeah. something that I'm not really familiar with until recently, I guess, but it's like coming from that logical side first. Yes, as a kid. I don't know if that even exists. I think maybe as, a, as children, we're all very emotional. So maybe it's kind of like a journey that, that, that most people are on, but there must be the other side of the coin. But but anyway, like now for me personally, and I guess for you as well, we have to we have to contextualize all of this, this pride and all of this logic and and this this sharp knife that is the intellect, yeah. And continue to build it, but for a purpose. You know, it's like you know we say people who are spiritual might uh, too spiritual, like too uh, too head in the clouds, like don't have their feet in the ground. But the truth is, the spirituality of things is the root of things it's mm. the part you don't see but that is just as real and just as vital. Yes. That is my definition of spirituality. That's what the etymology of the word is. You know, spirit is unseeable, is not tangible, but it is real. And it is exactly.
0: Us. You know,
1: and so much of life is that.
0: My you friend know, my friend asked me what spirituality is, and I said, "Look, in all essence, if you want to cut it dry into a simple definition, spirituality is connecting with self deeply, fully. Connecting with yourself. And once you do that, once there's a full connection with self, then you're connecting with everyone and everything. But you can't skip that step.
1: You really can't, because then everything is a house of cards.
0: Yes, exactly. There's no foundation. And I'll bring back this quote. It's uh, Jesus said, "Build build your house on rock. Build your foundation on rock, not sand. And it's such a fucking profound statement if you really dissect it. What does he mean by that? Do you mean a physical house? No, he means your internal temple, you. You need to be built on stone. Stone is unbreakable, unmovable. Sand will go with the wind. And once your foundation is on stone, now you can start adding things in. Now you can start looking outwards and starting to help others or or take on bigger challenges. But the foundation, the, the core of you... Needs to be built on stone. Needs to be strong. Stronger than anything. And then from there, you have this foundation. Nothing can break you. You can go right back to the foundation all over again, but it's still there, you know? You can lose everything. Everything can go. But as long as your foundation is there, nothing in your way will will, will destroy you. It will destroy the story that you've been operating on, but you, in its core, is fine. You know? And that's how I'm trying to operate my life now. I'm trying to build that foundation on stone. Because it, it, nature is here to show us. It's here to show us. It's It shows us all the lessons we need. You know?
1: It's just doing its thing, and, and we forget that we're a part of it, and, and then we get, like, thrown into a cycle of life that is totally normal and totally natural. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, like, if you're not grounded in yourself, like, you've said it to me a lot lately because I'm... I'm like I went through a breakup, you know, and, yeah. and I, I didn't have a lot in my life to, to fall back on. And that might have been what caused the breakup also, you know, but you kept saying something. A lot of people have been saying this to me, but it's like, you got to be there for yourself. You got to have your own back. Yes. And I mean, that has a value that I can't, no one can like, you know, it's, it's like everything, all of life. But knowing you have your own back
0: is so empowering. It's huge. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. So empowering. Because
1: sometimes you can't. Sometimes you just need uh, to go to ground and to, to rest. And it's a new it's kind of a, a different ground or like an emptier ground because your the significant other is gone or the someone died or, or you are stuck in a you know, you're stuck in a economic collapse and you, you're not allowed to go outside, you know, or like Yeah. There's there's this strange power in not letting go of everything. Like a lot of spirituality for me has been misinterpreted, like by me, I mean. And, and I, I used to think I have to just let go of everything, no. everything, everything, everything. No. But that's disingenuous, because there is this core thing, and it's, it's where core values and core beliefs come from, and it's, it's a piece of who you are in a really real way that cannot be affected. Cannot that's be it. destroyed. Cannot be painted.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. You you just can't. And maybe in a way you can't share it either. But everyone has it. So yeah. it's, there's something kind of innately beautiful about it in that way as well. And that's kind of what you access when you're meditating. And it doesn't. It's not a dullness. You know, it's not like you're not you anymore. It's a, it's an awareness of you. Mm-hmm. And your ego is is maybe not part of that, but like succumbs to it. You know and and if you're not careful, you succumb to the ego yeah. and a, a, a slew of problems happen. And it, and it seems like that's what we're doing as a society. You know, I mm. think we've said it in the past on the podcast, like we're, we're like uh, children, like as a society, we're like a young society. Yeah. We're acting like a teenager, like a preteen. And like we, and like the parent, the mother, the sweet mother of, of earth is someone we, we don't, we take for granted. And the sweet father of, of like the intellect and the, and the power that we have and the, and the logic that we are able to to attain is squandered. You know, like we're, we don't know what we have or we're, it's some kind of growing pain. I don't know where to go with this analogy, but it's
0: like, it's, it's that look, look at your life. Okay. You've went through some ups and downs. You went through some painful moments. If you come out of all of them, hopefully you're a better person with a better insight. And we're experiencing that collectively. We're going in the ups and downs. We've had great tragedies in the human history. And it's just part of the fucking growing experience. But if you compare society from, from where it is now to where it used to be, I think we're all, well, maybe we're getting into a more connected state. And it's happening. We're, we're able to communicate. People around the world can hear this podcast, can connect with us can form new ideas and in some weird way i think all the disasters and all these chaos is all just adding to this final outcome where we're just going to achieve something i don't know where that is but it's like the analogy all spiritual gurus talk about is that the butterfly the the we're in the cocoon and we're eventually going to spring into a butterfly but it's also possible that if you look at the opposite the cocoon might just collapse in and on itself and it never grew that's in our hands that's at our potential both angles can happen you know we're at a very yeah. crucial time in our humanity in our in our in our point in history it's not necessarily that we'll make it as a collective you know many there was many dominant species that didn't make it they died out we might be another one or we might figure it out together but the crazy thing is is that we need each other to do this we can't be separate
1: yeah. you know making me think of a i saw a quote today or something uh I don't even know if it's real. I've never heard it before. I think it was like an Einstein quote or something. But it's like, man man built the atomic bomb. A mouse will never build a mousetrap. <laughs> and it was like, oh. Like, we did literally make a thing. Like, it's not, it's not about power in the hands of the enemy. So we have to, like, do some kind of arms race. It's like, we literally built something that can kill everybody.
0: Mm-hmm. On the opposite like spectrum that's... of it, though, it did a lot of good for society. Not the not the atomic bomb. I mean, the technology behind it, nuclear power, has done so much positive. You have the two sides of yeah. the coin. You know, we can use it for the good or for the bad. And it's always been that decision for humanity.
1: Yeah, there's, there's an old, uh, there's a joke from Futurama and... Um it's like the the professor has this machine that's like a, it's like a bomb, you know, it's like some crazy like galaxy level explosion. And, uh, uh, Amy says like, isn't, isn't that like unethical to build something like that? And he's like, N- like, there's nothing inherently good or evil about technology. Uh, and he's like, he's like, like the death ray. <laughs> and he just points to like a random thing, but it's like, it's like, okay. The, the, the understanding behind the technology is rather neutral
0: Hmm.
1: but how we use it you know like an an atomic bomb is evil it doesn't matter how you put it it's it's a necessary evil if if someone who might use it thinks they have power over you and then you have to create one to ensure safety through mutually assured destruction that is fucked up but that is humanity right now or at least it was i think we're kind of like we've stepped away from that even nuclear power because of fukushima like we it's helped a lot of people. It's not some kind of simple evil, but people are reckless. You know, when they built Fukushima, they were like, yo, don't do this. <laughs> like a, one tsunami and you're screwed. And we have another Chernobyl, a bigger Chernobyl. Yeah. Like this is a problem. And everyone was like, nah, bro, we got it. It's cool. And then you have Michio Kaku on fucking yeah. YouTube saying like, hey, if you read the book, it just ends. No one tells you how to turn these fucking things off. <laughs> we, we build a machine that we can't turn off.
0: But and it'll just like, Huh? Isn't that the human? Isn't that the not human nature to just do everything wrong, and then we have to learn the hard way? It's just been our process, individual process, collective process. I think is just human nature is to make to be so stubborn that we have to learn by nature slapping us on the wrist and saying no, and that slap on the wrist turns out to be some incredible amount of deaths or some type of tragedy.
1: Well, on the individual level, a lot of people. Maybe everybody, most people, like we, we gain a certain wisdom some faster than others, but, but we still have to burn. Still touch the to pot. Learn not to, to learn not to play with fire. Exactly. Yeah, we you, still touch the pot. You have to do that.
0: And society, the, we're, we're touching the pot with a lot of things. But, Sammy, I've also come to terms of realizing that maybe one pot we touch collectively is the last fucking touch and we're all gone. And that's a possibility too. Hopefully we learned enough from the past and now whatever's happening to not make that mistake. But it's very well in the realms of possibility. It's not certain that we will transcend and become the the collective consciousness, uh, all, the collective altogether. It might not happen. You know, I feel like we're on that path as a society where there's chaos in everything. There's good and there's bad. But if you look at it, of what we've accomplished, I think we're heading in that direction, even though it may seem like it's in foggy territory and it's far away. I think in some way we might be able to balance it out if we don't kill ourselves off.
1: It's, it's, so, it's so, there's so much minutia in there also because it's like there's certain people in power and what if certain things lead to certain people being killed off and then there's a certain kind of status quo that continues. What if a bunch of people, what if like just the right people die? I mean, I, that's a horrible thing to say, but I like in the, in the grander scheme of things, it's like we're like a brain and there's certain types of people in certain places, which means that entire like organs or countries could, could be destroyed. Yeah. You know, or like a, a certain type of virus could attack a certain type of person and then that is removed from our society and that completely changes the course of our society as, as a species it's crazy. And, and then the fun part of all of this cuz that's our that's crazy to think about already and you put it perfectly. But what's crazy is that the pop comes out of nowhere and burns us sometime.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, we can touch something and go, "Oh, that was bad." And then, you know, that's how you learn that like lead is poisonous and like stuff is radioactive and like a bunch of fun stuff about science where like people used to like you know put mercury on clothing or something for, yeah. for some reason i don't remember the reason and that's where you got the, the the expression mad hatter because they used to use it to like treat clothing somehow and they would be manipulating mercury and it would go into their blood and make Didn't them they go, go insane? insane
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah like it damages your 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 brain and, and so all of that is like us touching the pot getting burned people literally have to die and we go oh shit like we can't let that happen again because i don't want to die that sucks but then there's also like viruses meteors solar flares this fun random shit that the universe could throw our way mm-hmm. that a lot of people on the planet are very scientifically inclined and are saying like they're 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 like canaries trying to warn us
0: but the ego gets know, involved and, and says oh it's and, not happening you know, not in my lifetime or whatever. I don't need to worry about this.
1: It's this- worse than ignorance. It's it's like uh arrogance. It's like Galileo saying, "This is a planet. It's round. We turn. We spin around the sun, not the other way around." And uh, he, he said, "Yeah, he said we spin mm-hmm. around the sun." So that guy got killed because the church was in power at the time. It and- threatened the structure. Ideology is ideology, whether you are a scientific materialist and you shun the spirituality that we talked about earlier, yeah. or you're a full on spiritualist of some specific religion or not, and you shun the material world, which is part of our, which is a great, grand part of our collective experience.
0: Yeah.
1: It, it's going to fucking hit the fan eventually. And like the, <laughs> in a way, I'm saying like, don't separate church and state. But it's like a type of person needs to, to be leading a, a reluctant person mm. needs to be forced into power so that they'll make the right decisions because they're going to listen to what needs to be done instead of what they want because exactly. an individual shouldn't have power, essentially an individual just shouldn't have power. No, we're we're all flawed. We're all. It's
0: got to be like a council. That too, yeah. You know,
1: a council. You know, like layers of of uh, accountability and. Uh, layers of uh, of like oversight, not to a redundant level like there is in our our government today as well. It's not hard to design a better government. It, it's not hard to to make something that, especially with the internet and technology today, where we can have like no privacy for the public servant. They don't deserve privacy. and when they fuck us over, they should get more jail time, more fines than the average person, not less. yeah you know like everything is is backwards in that sense.
0: You know, it's. I think it's just going to happen, but in in a due in due time, everything with the. When you're looking at your life, for example, things change pretty slowly for the most part. You know, there's some drastic moments in your life that will change fast, but most part change is gradual. Now extrapolate that into society, into millions of people, if not billions of people, and change is a lot slower than we than we would like it to be. But it's still the changes happening. It's just it's not going it might not be in our lifetime it might be in our lifetime but i think we're heading in that direction sammy i think the good will always outnumber the bad and then eventually those good will get older and we'll start going into more political positions and then that new insight and new philosophies will spring out of this you know like we have yet to or, see what the age of internet will do to the up to the to the to the youth us in the next 30 40 years you know when we take the when we take the ship's wheel You know, I don't know what the world will be like.
1: It's not even we, like, I feel like I was experimented on when it comes to the internet. I feel like I grew up without it and then it turned into this sudden access of a bunch of information and it's very addictive for me and people who grew up with it later are maybe like less inclined to use it properly and also have those addictive properties but maybe they're a little more immune to it or they have a clearer memory of how it was living before then. Hmm. You know, these latchkey kids or like even before that who, who like had a freedom when they were children and they weren't like, uh, they weren't raised in this like crazy fear where like everyone was a child molester and like all this crazy stuff you saw on TV and the internet and stuff in the early days. And then, and then the later people, like the, the, the generation after us,
0: who That's all they
1: know. Who are all on fucking TikTok and shit like that. Like they're yeah. they're that, that is all they know. And a lot of them are gonna be better equipped. Like it's a it's a different species. It's like another form of humanity now because their their mind grew up yeah. with a screen. And and the screen takes up the screen, the potential of the screen for me. I don't know if it's the same for them, but it takes up so much space in my mind. And I only noticed that when I went to Vipassana,
0: hmm.
1: how how my mind, how my imagination was damaged because I was like in a, a box. The way I thought, the way I saw words, the way I saw communicating with people, I used to be a kind of free form person and everything was manipulatable, you know, down to the to the to the fabric of reality down to atoms, you know, like I felt powerful. I felt proud of being a human hmm. and and knowing the potential of, of how we can manipulate things with technology just through imagination, just through sheer will and through education. And I slowly turned into this person who was just entertained all the time. And it wasn't even, it didn't even feel good all the time. Like that's a, that's a subtle thing that I talk about often also like anger and hatred are addictive. They don't feel good, but somewhere inside, they they do feel good. They do hit some kind of wiring that we desire. And, you know, I'd, I'd love to talk to some younger people who are just awake, hmm. but using these platforms in a smart way, making their own platforms, maybe, you know, like... I don't know. I want to see what comes next. I'm really curious and, and I, I have a lot of hope. But again, with this whole duality thing, I keep bringing up, there's going to be a lot of good and there's going to be a lot of bad in the short term and in the long term.
0: What? Well, and I, uh, it, I guess it's our, hard to contemplate. Our part is which side we want to contribute to, you know, because when you're saying there's going to be good and bad, it's us included in the mix, you know?
1: what can we that's true i guess i just feel like i don't know sometimes what's what's amazing what's really good for the collective is not good for everybody who who's presently living so then you get this kind of like hitler-esque mentality where it's like no no i'm doing the the world a service but i'm but i'm making i'm creating a bunch of suffering now like like um for for the like like to build on the on the bones of those people a better world and that's that's like horrible and tragic and hopefully not necessary, but I don't know. I, I feel like it, it can be very nuanced. You know, th- there was this movie, there was a show called Firefly that was like one season and Fox canceled it because they said cancel everything. And uh, it's by Joss Whedon actually too, like the guy who did Buffy and Angel and a, sh- a really cool show called Dollhouse. Um, and the movie Firefly, the movie was called Serenity and the bad guy in there said a line that stuck with me for a long time sticks with me now hmm. but it's like he's a monster he calls himself a monster he's like he's saying like you and I are the same like to the to the good guy and the guy's like I don't kill kids and he goes I do like he says it without hesitation and and he's yeah. like I'm I'm a tool for the powers that be because they can't get their hands dirty but I can hmm. and I'm building a better world and he goes and he goes like like he asks him sort of like how do you live in the better world if you're a murderer you know and he goes yeah. i'm not going to live there he <laughs> just he has this resolve he goes i'm not good i can't live there i'm a monster yeah like he's just he has this kind of resolve to be like there's a there's a unity of planets in this show it's like a space-faring show it's a very interesting show and
0: What's somehow it like
1: a, a, the show's called Firefly it's like a cowboy western, okay. but also like a sci-fi, and it works. Hmm. It's a very crazy show, but like it's, it makes sense, you know? Yeah. Because like the outskirt planets require more, tech, like more resources to terraform, hmm. so they're like poorer. They're like the, the ghettos or the projects or whatever, like the, the slums of the, of the solar system. And, and the, the more inner planets are like in the Goldilocks zone and it's easier to terraform them and turn them into like Earth-like planets. And they're the richer planets. And uh, you have a lot of interesting like economic situations. And, and this thing called the Alliance, which is like the way back when of like US and China hmm. mixing together to make this like superpower. And they took over everything. Okay. And they, they rule with an iron fist. Wow. You know, like they do a lot of good because they have the medical technology to help people and the resources to get those, uh, like the, the, the boots on the ground and the technology and all that stuff continues because of that machine that is inherently evil, in a sense, because it's oppressive and inclusive,
0: yeah, or I, I guess exclusive. Exclusive. But that's the archetype for life. I mean... There's good forces and bad forces throughout all of history. And it's just, it's the yin and yang. And those forces are battling for, the, for eternity, you know? And it's, I think it's just you, we're on a certain team. We know we're on, the, well, I, I know I'm on the good team and I know I can speak for you, but I know you're, on, you're for the good, you know? And
1: I think it's an internal struggle that I've, that I've gone through in my life. And I think a lot of people are living very painful lives because they believe that they're evil.
0: Yeah.
1: And it's really just a choice of how you choose to act and how you choose to see yourself.
0: Absolutely. And when I
1: realized that my life changed. That was like 10, 20 years ago or something. I was like very young. And it's like there's nothing to being good or evil other than like the, the actions that I produce. Yeah. So I I came to understand that I could just choose to be good. And then I then I, 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 I felt that.
0: You eliminate and I, the victim. And I
1: exposed myself to that. And I'm not really doing much to help the world other than like, I'm just trying to get on my feet as a human being, to be honest. And now with the breakup too, I just feel like I I don't have a lot to show for it. And I do want to help in a tangible way, hmm. in a way that will make me kind of proud or able to sustain like uh, an encouragement or a motivation because it's not about me anymore. But that's just stuff that happens as we get older. The point is, or I guess the point I'm trying to make is that when it it becomes an exterior of good and evil, it's a lot more convoluted because what's right for some is not right for others. And in a society, in the type of society we have now, it's very hard to maintain individual rights for everybody because like my rights end where your rights begin. That's a really simple way of putting it, and none of that matters in our society it's just all hierarchical bullshit yeah and and it's all capitalism and socialism and and there's always greed in all systems and none of them work because there's always like a a king or a queen there's like always someone at the top who needs to be the director because we're all fucking monkeys and <laughs> but... we want an alpha well well maybe we're that's... not we're not built that way. We don't have alphas.
0: No, but you know but, what? but there's maybe yeah. that was just what leads to what's next. And that was what was needed to lead to what's next, you know? And I don't think any of us know what's next in terms of what what political system will be in place if things failed or whatever. But I think these are all stepping stones, you know? It's like in uh, your teenage years you you have like some teens that start off as punks, and then they look back at it when they're in their 30s and be like, wow, was a punk back then? I can't believe that. I would have never dressed like that. But that was needed for them to get to that realization or whatever. Not hating on punks, by the way. Shout out to you all, you punks. I love you all. <laughs> but <laughs> perhaps this is just something that maybe in 200 years they'll be like, whoa, they had a leader? That's how they operated? What archaic times, you know? And we're just in it, so we're just a little bit pessimistic, a little bit afraid, a little bit naive, whatever, but we're just in it. We're in this moment, you know?
1: Yeah. There's a, I mean, like you're touching on or kind of circling around this deep acceptance again that we need to kind of,
0: well, that's it. Uh, it's all, it always goes back to. to that. It always goes back to that. Yeah. Because it, you can the, get caught it's up. It's the
1: rocket behind your intelligence. You know, it's like, it's like the navigation for your capabilities hmm. almost. Because a lot of people are born into rich families, or poor families, or they're just genetically smarter or stupider or less capable, or their bodies are, are different or damaged or, or stronger, like or, or everything. We, we you kind know? of have a yeah, we kind of just have a lottery. Like yeah. we're kind of just born into some strange web of karma. and, you know, the, in, especially in this society, it's not as easy. As, as it should be to rise the ranks, you know, like the, the game is rigged, if mm-hmm. you will. And we have to, that's kind of the lesson we're going through now is that we have to, we have to work as a team
0: yeah.
1: and we have to kind of build small teams around us that will then join with other teams and a lot of compromise and a lot of understanding needs to happen because it's more and more people kind of trying to make better change. And kind of unite against the common and enemy and, and all these things that can get really squirrely and really messy. Yeah, but they but they're like the reason that we're alive, you know, it's like we're We're community driven and Absolutely. there's like a community that's against us <laughs> as a as a like against health against intelligence against spirituality and yeah. and is just trying to and it's just lost in its own karma it, it, That's their lottery. They they affect the world in a big way. All is needed and, though. And yeah. But yeah. it's 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 a weird the um uh, it's a weird like a, like duality there also because I'm not like a, a president. I'm not I'm not a Donald Trump. I'm not I'm not like these people who can can go into positions of power and make great change. And all the people behind them that you don't even know their names because they're they're just they're like the, the true intelligence. And the true power of the world that you only hear about like later in history
0: but you know but what?
1: i am still here and yeah. i still have capabilities
0: and your change and will still... affect that's what we have to remember and that's the power we given up a lot of us have given up that our change actually has an effect
1: like, yeah. it, like... it's almost like a death for some people oh what sir like you have to it's almost like a death for some people like you have to grieve the fact that you you won't be this other person. You know, like you can you can devote your life to it. But like at Tom Segura said in his uh, in his stand-up special, like the way you succeed at life is you have a goal and you drive towards it, but you have zero expectation about how it's gonna look. Mm. You just constantly you're like, Oh, you okay, it. I gotta do this now in order to get that. Fine. Yeah. You don't care about the way you get there, you don't hold on to the the exact image of, of the end result either and a lot of people who you know wanted to be a president or some kind of senator somewhere yeah. you know like you're still you can still do a lot with your karma with your incarnation with your existence with whatever you want to call, call it but there is still like um there's this death sometimes like i don't think i'll ever be like a I don't know, like, like, like my brother is a good example, actually, because he loves driving. He's very good at it. And he's kind of like a little on the short side, you know, like he's not super short, but he's like noticeably like, like I have like a few inches on him and I'm not even six feet tall. Like I'm so he he was like, I could have been a perfect like candidate for racing. Mm -hmm. He told me this like recently and, and it's just something that's coming to mind now. Like he could have been like an F1 like a formula one driver or okay. something he would have been amazing at it he would have loved his life he would have been making a bajillion dollars okay he would have been you know but now he's like in his mid-30s and he's like it's like in a way that ship has sailed in a big way that ship has sailed he can he can force it and waste a lot of time and, and money and energy and a lot of years and get close to it and then be like a coach or a mechanic or a something like that but like the truth of the situation is that you need to be like some 12 year old prodigy and then when you're like 18 or 20 or, or or something like that and you're from a rich family or you did some kind of somehow you like got into the ranks and and you have the skill and the know-how and the this and that and this and then the the right people backed you up at the right time you know like it's a fucking lottery all in itself there as well so he doesn't think of that. And he just, that, that, that ship has sailed, that, that, that died in him. Mm. And now he's taking his energy for real. You know, that's, that's another acceptance. And
0: that's so like important another... though. That's so important because it's so easy to get caught up in the, I wish I was this person or, you know what, I could have done this, I could have done that. And then you, all that energy, like you just spoke about with your brother, just that energy shifting is all that energy was going towards what you could have been or what, what you, what you, where what you thought you were meant to do and then that energy is being wasted in a sense into an illusion you know instead of taking Mm -hmm. that energy and be like you know what okay fuck the acceptance acceptance part of that is going to take its time like you might be upset about it for for whatever time it is but that energy has got to go somewhere else and you can apply that formula into something else and build something from that but you see that all the time as people get caught up in And they just romanticize the past of what they could have been and they create these scenarios of how exactly they would have done it. You know, they create like a blueprint of how they would have achieved where they should have been instead of achieving where they can go now. You know? Yeah, that's um, that's the whole
1: like Tao, you know, like the whole like the the thing you can't really understand because again of like fallacious arguments like like the biology of your mind can't accept that you get more control sometimes from giving up control Hmm. and there's like the flow to things you know and and that's it's it's weird but like when sometimes when i'm meditating i feel like i'm part of a story and stories have a certain structure so it's like i can kind of guess the ending Or like, not the ending. Like, like I like I'm talking about my life, so I'm not talking about dying, but I'm talking about like the next scene has like a certain logic because it comes from what's happening now.
0: Yeah.
1: So it's like I'm part of an educated prediction, right? Yeah, sort of. It's like it it could go left or right, let's say, but there is this like, there's there's a lot of uh, expectation that is not unfounded, you know, expectation. Mm -hmm leads to disappointment and all these things, but not in a global sense. Like like expecting things that can't be or expecting things uh, all the time can can be detrimental to a person. But like Tom Segura was saying about about like just go go with the goal and, and have a loose idea of how the goal gets done and what the what the end product is going to look like. You know, well, you
0: know you how you can. Sorry, sorry. You know how I I I visualize goals now, and it's I think it's since maybe before Vipassana or at Vipassana, but I look at goals like a mathematical equation. You put your goal, you put a, put a value on it, 30. Okay? So you put thir- equals 30. And now to reach your goal, you can do every type of combination of numbers to hit 30, but that's where the creativity comes in. And that's kind of what Tom was alluding at, is just your goal is there and you just loosely get to it. So I can do 15 plus 15 to 30. I can do... One plus one plus one all the way to 30. And there's just a, not an infinite of ways of getting it, but there's a shit ton of ways to get to that goal, you know? Mm. And that's kind of how uh, I operate on things now. It's like If I have a task or something I want to achieve, you have the structure, you have where you want to go, but you know that you can fuck around a bit. You can, you can try new things in order to get to that goal. You can test, retest, fail. You know, the, the formula is never the same for two people. Which is kind of nice.
1: That's true. If life was spelled out, it'd be kind of uh, boring.
0: Yeah, it'd be boring. Uh, it'd be do what I do and then you just follow and you're successful too and then the next person does it and then we're just robots. You know? That's the beauty of this is everyone can figure out a way to get to where they want to get. And like, you have to be realistic too. You have to have that sense. But realis- realistic is also... A subcategory to it is acceptance, accepting that you maybe aren't biologically able to do certain things. Like, I know, judging on my height and whatever, I would never be able to go into the NBA at the highest level, you know? And some people might say, oh, yeah, if you believe in it, you could. But realistically, I'm like 5'9", 5'10", you know? (laughs) So it's just, there's some realism that you have to have in your goals, too. It can't just be so far-fetched, you know? there has to be a level of acceptance in there
1: it's tough sometimes because like you like you had your heart set on something and it's like it's like um, it's like I said earlier it's like a death you know like if someone sometimes it's just it's like a stupidity though you know like you need to hear these things and get smart I don't want to be cynical maybe I just feel that way lately you know but it's like at the same time I feel very motivated you know, like there's a lot of stuff I can't do. Like I, I, I was drawing today and I'm not that good. I'm not that bad. I can cultivate it hmm. and get better at it. I don't think I'm going to make a career out of it. And I'm pretty good at music. Yeah, I can fuck around a little bit. I can maybe write some songs. I can jam with people. But again, I'm not that good at it. I don't think I want to make a career out of it. Hmm. But I can cultivate these things and have fun with them. And They're the things I might have to sacrifice even though I enjoy them for like a greater Like let's say I want to become a physiotherapist or a psychologist. I need like 5-10 years in school Mm -hmm. And I need to work at the same time because of my age because of this this pressures I have on uh, just in the society just by virtue of living in this world, so I'm not going to rewrite the book. No, I'm not going to rewrite society. I'm just one man. We can as a collective redirect the ship and I say redirect carefully because we can't just pretend that we're going on another bearing. We have to go from where we are to where we want we to go.
0: Turn. we got to turn. And that turn could be 50 years or 10 years or 5 years or one month. But we have to turn the ship, you know?
1: We have to know we're driving in the first place. Mm-hmm. I think that's the problem. Yes. I think the people who know that they're driving are are taking advantage. And if as a globe we start driving, then we're going to be in a lot of a better place. And we'll have a kind of a more democratic world. yeah. Because as it stands now, democracy doesn't really exist, and maybe it shouldn't even, because both of us are not educated, and we can't all have a say on what happens. I don't know if that's even the best thing. Sometimes the collective is wrong. Sometimes we're stupid as a collective, mm-hmm. and and we'll just all vote for something. You know, like, Here's an example. No offense to anybody, okay? But you remember there was this mom who had like a mask on, and it was like a
0: Chewbacca mask. Oh yeah, she was laughing, or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: Like I think it was like an electronic little, mask that would make the sound. video, or yeah. It was like a viral video. Yeah, that yeah. that girl, that woman, must have made like a hundred thousand dollars or something. Yeah. She, because video of, went viral. because the collective of YouTube viewers. <laughs> suddenly decided that this was important
0: i don't know if you're i don't know if important was the right word for it it was just it was a moment of entertainment
1: sure but sometimes sometimes we prioritize entertainment like that's what i'm saying like our collective right now is in this netflix and chill mode which i expressed other worries earlier but like we don't know the power we have we don't move as a collective we're like we're like ants who are just running on programming,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but, but our programming is not functional for the ant hill. You know, like we're monkeys and we're pretending we're ants. We're not controlling our population. We're not using our technology and our resources and our intelligence to predict and to uh, prevent disaster. And we're just letting, as a collective whether people want to hear this or not, because we just got to go to work and we got to do our thing and we got to get our paycheck, we got to feed our kids. Life is scary, I know that. Whether you like it or not, as a collective, we are fucking letting greedy psychopaths run our entire lives. And that is terrifying and abnormal to me, but it is happening, so I guess there's a part of acceptance there as well. And all I can do is talk. I can write, I can, I can teach people to be more comfortable in their bodies through yoga. I can go to school and become something of a healer, someone who can help society in my little way. But I can't really affect that. I am just one man, as they
0: say. And you do what you can and you, you, can't are strong. you can't devalue yeah. that. Because if we all do what we can, that's how you solve these problems. You know, it's just and everyone's jumping
1: on different ideas too. That's the fun part. Like yeah. Like, there's nothing new under the sun, so you're kind of just picking a hat to wear. You're picking a team, and it's not just good or evil. You know, like I, it's unclear what is know, best for the future.
0: What's important but too, though, Sammy. Some is, stuff is clear. What's What's important to Sammy is it's easy to get carried away into these whole, these whole lot notions and ideas that there's psychopaths running the world. Yes, there are, but in a day-to-day basis, the people you encounter, how many are negative? Obviously, right? not right now because uh, we're all locked in our own houses. <laughs> but in general. But I, I don't want to go down
1: that, that, that rabbit hole because like we're, I'm part of a certain stratus of society I and I bump up against the similar people. Yeah. I, don't, I don't rub elbows with the people who run the world. And I don't know how many of them are are genuinely nice well, people. But
0: my point is, is that they're a fight. They're a very small number, and yes, they're in the control for now. But there will always be a small number, and we need to remember that.
1: And we also need to just take care of ourselves. Like you've been telling me a lot lately, because I've been I've been really down on myself for. my the only thing you can do, and my job and everything. It's the yeah, only thing you can do. Is you've not being fix overwhelmed. Yourself,
0: take care of yourself. Have yourself your own back build yourself, and then from there, tackle on the bigger problems. But if you're going to tackle on bigger problems without any foundation, you're done. You're destined to fail. And I'm not talking about you in general, I'm talking about humans, people. We need to fix whatever the fuck's inside. It's the only way. It's the only way, man.
1: And that's our job.
0: That's your job.
1: job And that's my job. Yes, we want to fix people. We want to fix ourselves. Fix ourselves first. That's our karma. That's our plan of attack.
0: And in is, doing that is, is more than enough. Boom. Dude, it's everything. Yes. If that's what we can do, yeah. if that's what we're meant to do, it's everything. That's it, brother. On that note, let's sign out. I don't know how long it's been. Does it say? Like about an hour, I think. Okay, cool. Because I think it's like five o'clock. I got to get going. Um, All right, man. That's... So this was an interesting phone call podcast. I guess we'll sign out the <laughs> the usual way. Sammy, I usually see you on my right or left, but you're not here, so it's a little weird.
1: I don't know. I'm staring into a camera, I'm pretending I'm talking to you, Under man. The it's camera a... too now.
0: I'm waving at you, and I'm waving at all our listeners. Uh, stay we safe. Take Hon- care. Honestly, look, one last thing though. Take this moment of isolation and and quarantine or wherever whatever's going on, to just Reconnect with your friends, with your family and yourself, and really just take that moment and really appreciate what you miss and what you had and what you took for granted and look inwards. don't just distract and watch the the, the next series on Netflix and every movie you can think of, like I'm doing it too, so I'm not talking from a <laughs> position of uh, but like uh, I'm not talking any hierarchy here, but I'm just saying even if it's a yeah, two, if it's a two second moment. Because I'm starting to really start, I'm really starting to feel grateful for a lot of things I never thought about. And a lot of things as simple as just walking in a crowded area. <laughs> how crazy is that? I would get frustrated walking in a crowded yeah. area, Sammy. And now I kind of miss it. <laughs> we just take these things for granted. It's the funniest thing. So look at the things you miss, appreciate the things you miss. And that's how change will happen once this craziness. Fades away, or if it doesn't fade away, hopefully it fades away, and then you'll live a fuller life with more gratitude, appreciation, and love for everyone and yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Amen, brother. Can't add to that. Perfect. Peace. Mm -hmm.